0: This episode of Life of Mine is brought to you by Australian Resources Contracting. John o. Johnson, the founder of ARC, he's been in the air legging game for over 15 years. Now ARC provides rise mining, escapeway installation, air leg and also machinery hire. Now if you want to get in contact with John O. at ARC, email him at john at ausrescon.com.au. That's john at A-U-S-R-E-S-C-O-N dot dot Australian Resources Contracting, safely delivering targets. Righto, let's get into it. G'day ladies and gents, welcome back to Life of Mine, the go-to mining podcast. Matty Michael here for part two of the Percy Porter interview. Hope you all enjoyed part one and I hope you've uh, just rolled straight into part two. Now if you haven't listened to part one, I'm not going to go over it again. Just have a good hard look at yourself if you're listening to part two first. Anyway, in part two we're gonna, as said, we're gonna go into a bit of advice from the project manager to us miners from their perspective and some uh, tips and tricks on how to better yourself and give you more chance to get that promotion. And Percy's going to name his all star all star mining crew. So it's uh, as I said, it spans over a lot of decades this mining crew, and uh, guys on there should feel very privileged. But before we name it. We uh, go through some of the nicknames that Percy's been given over the years as a foreman and a project manager, and, and this is the good thing, I actually informed him of one that he didn't even know he had yet. So anyway, let's get into it. Part two. Second, what Copy, I got a radio check. Yeah, radio's working fine. Yeah, copy all personnel. Yeah, copy, mate. Yeah, you in the bit bag. Yeah, stitch her up, man. Thanks, mate. Yeah, righto, copy that. Right, we're we're back into it, Perthy. Back in for Potter part mate. two, mate. And, uh, oh, I'm loving this nibbly platter. Always get, I well, usually get good food at these too. Do you? Yeah. T- and everyone yeah. does a nibbly platter different. What I uh, might say, who's got the best. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, there's a whole nother. Oh, that's the sure. end of year competition. I think. Yeah. yeah sounds good. Yeah, uh, mate. I want to go into. I guess yeah, the project manager lifestyle, but looking at looking. Looking at all us underground workers from your perspective as a project manager, and um, want to offer some advice, and I guess then this could—oh, this is a very broad sort of topic, but I guess first one is like just the stuff, and you went into it in your in our part one a little bit, but um, your qualities, qualities you're looking for in underground workers, the the ones that you can that might rock up on a rock up on a truck or a nipper, and then that you can see you're going to make a good jumbo operator or a good bogger operator, for instance. What's a, some of the qualities you look for? Oh, Matt, look, over the years, I picked some
1: bloody terrible people. <laughs> um, made a few mistakes with it. But you'll find that most people will, um, will go through it themselves. They're the ones that do it themselves. You don't need me to pick them, but mm. they will they'll do it. Just, uh, as you say, you go through some crews... I had, um, when I was at Paulson's, I had uh, three blokes there on the service crew. And those two blokes, two of them were, were old e miners and the other bloke was a um, bogger driver. But at the time, the only jobs gone were, were there. And I had three blokes on the service crew. And uh, those three blokes, never, ever did you tell them what to do. There was no instruction given to those fellows to go to work. The whole three of them today are mind formans. Yep. So going back that 15, 16 years ago, they were always gonna make it. You know, it's just you know that. When they know when they go to work and they can do their jobs, so um, those three blokes are all three of them are mind formans now, you know, so yep. so that's the sort of bloke that will certainly exceed in the in the, uh, in the business. Let's say truck drivers. There's a, there's a old bloke, at, he's a flying fox now, Mick Thomas, his name is. Anyway, um, I don't doubt, and I haven't seen Mick's figures for, for a couple of years, but I, I could nearly guarantee that he would be at, let's say 70, he still would be up there as one of the best truck drivers in the company. Yep. Not a doubt in my mind, at that age. Um, I'm not sure who'd even come close to him, but Mick would just go up and down all day, not knock the gear around, and at the end of the day, best result, you know? That washed, tidy. Uh, spot on, you know? yeah, Doesn't bother anyone, just gets on and does his job, you know? But at
0: that age too, that's, that's what he wants, you know? yeah, And good on him
1: too. I think that's, that's, that's excellent, you know?
0: Because mm. you'd be a pretty good... After all these years, as you said, you've made some poor decisions with with people. You'd be a pretty good bloody judge of character these days, wouldn't you? I'd like to think I am um,
1: because over the years you say you make some mistakes and you see people for what they really are. And it only takes a short period of time to know that. And um, you'll see them change. But with encouragement, let's just say someone starts a new job, a bit rough around the edges, a few little mistakes. A chat on the side and say, "This is where you're sitting with it." Nine times out of ten, those people will do all right. You know. Yep. It's the it's the the person that comes in and tries to spin your yarn. That's generally the one you got to watch. Yeah, righto. Yeah. So the one that just so "Yeah, I fully understand," and try and fix it, they're probably the better ones than the. The bloke who's going to spin your yarn you know yep yep so uh that's what i found the, the ones that are, are genuine the ones that have put their hand up when they say they, they've made a mistake and they generally are the ones that outperform the others you know yep
0: i know although uh one of the ship bosses at work he said we're talking about judges of character or judges of nippers mm. and he said the best one in the business is your mate warwick crouch he can, in terms of judging Nippers, they reckon uh, they might think a Nippers all right, and they, you go ask Crouchy. Like you know how Crouchy talks? He's like, no, nope, he's fucking useless. Get rid of him. He only works when the bosses are around. Get rid of him." And then no doubt it bloody turns out that that's exactly what goes on in bloody yeah, Suppose we Crouchy's one of, and he's as you said, he's probably he's probably made a few uh, lapses in judgment over the years, but he's low. He, he, yeah, they yeah. Reckon look, he's been around a long time, and game.
1: look, you'll <laughs> find that most of the blokes. As they go through their career, as they start to uh, get to nearly that stage where um, into into supervision or leave the business, they certainly know who's who, you know. And and you'll see it, you know. Even yourself in years years come, and even today, you probably pick who's a good nipper and who's not, you know. Mm. Uh, you probably wouldn't be able to tell with the service crew or bogger drivers, even bogger drivers, you know. If they don't do a good job. The bloke who leaves, the, doesn't do his clean-up, you know. And well, as long who, as if
0: they're leaving the far right-hand corner, yeah. you know they haven't got out. And, yeah. and if they don't help you, plug in as well. Yeah, so uh,
1: you know that you're starting to get some good ones there, you know. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of good ones out there. They're, they're certainly trying. But I think there's so many out there too that's got some bad bloody habits that that the expectation is, you know, like, let's say the bogger driver that goes to bogger sump that doesn't ever drop a sign just drives through it, you know?
0: Mm. Well, you see all Who's the stretch, in- stretch cabling as you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You know, and, you, and you think to yourself, you know, who are you impressing, mate? Mm. You know, I hope you're impressing yourself because you're not impressing anyone else. You yeah, know? yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's good. but uh, uh, and, and, of course, those people know who they are themselves. Mm. You know, if you want to um, pride yourself in doing a good job, you know, have a bit of pride. You know, that's who I am. More than that's who who I want to be. You know. Yeah. So, I think it's uh, those blokes. Those blokes are out there. They're everywhere.
0: You know. Yeah. It's, and do you find that people over the, or has it always been like this? The people. I I remember um Jeff Sutton that was shift bossing at um where we were for example mm. he, he rocked up and um he was a shift boss for about a week and then after after that week i was just chatting i said oh what's your what's your background with your air or with your jumbo and i will I'll, I'll think i tell this story a bit too much on that podcast but it's just a good example right, eh? and he um he says oh mate i've been 30 years i've been i was on the jumbo and shift boss and development like that's a big thing i said well mate um any any tips or anything you want to tell me just Hand him over. I'm all. I'm all ears. He's like, oh, right. He says there's a lot of jump operators now and just anyone, for example, they don't, they don't want to listen. They, they, they think they know it all already and they're trying to, they think if they ask questions, they're showing a sign of weakness and, and they're thinking Tell that they what don't on, know what their I see job. That,
1: just, sorry to interrupt there, but what I see, if I'm talking to someone and we're talking about a subject, irrelevant what it is, and you know for a fact that they don't know, and they say, "I know." Yep. Straight away, as soon as someone says to me, "I know, mate. I know. I
0: know," I think, hang you, on a you, bit. You just shut off. Yeah. Yep. I say, let me tell you what I know. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's uh, have you? Has it always been like that, or do you think this new age is a bit not not opening, not as much open to learn, um, or acting like they know it all a bit more? I don't know. I think, uh, let's say
1: uh, my generation's to blame. Yeah. First off, we bred the selfish bricks. Yeah, right. That's the first thing we did. We bred them. Yeah. Not only as we were raising them, then we decided that we'd let them, we would tell them that they can do and be whatever they like. Right? So that's the second thing we've told them. The third thing we've told them, if you don't like it, move on. You know, you don't have to put up with it. So we've told them all that. Yep. When I go to work, what do I put up with? Blokes who know it all. Blokes who, who uh, let's say people. Sorry about the blokes. The people. They've been there, they've done that, they know it all. I can remember a bloke, uh, EHS fellow, 30 years old. And I, while I was going through induction of the mine, he was telling his old war stories. And I thought to myself, <laughs> Jesus, mate. <laughs> I've forgotten more war stories. back, back in Mar- Using the back in my Mar- days. Yeah. <laughs> and I think to myself, you know, that's fair enough, you know. 30 years of age and he's been in mines where people have killed and people have done this. And I think to myself, Jesus, mate. You know, you must have been in this game longer than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, look, that's um, that's the business, I suppose, for when they induct people into into the business to make sure they understand that, Sometimes it can hurt you, mm. and,
0: uh, but see how they go with it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, uh, as I said, I want to talk about advice for people because, look, everyone, it's a very competitive game. Like I'm, 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 I'm a bit of a I'm, – I'm, I'm very lucky. I, I'll probably use the engineering degree to get on the jumbo, but there's a lot of people that are – it's such a competitive – underground mining is so competitive. Everyone wants to – everyone wants to go serve you got you got five service crew guys fighting for a charge up spot then you got four charge up spots fighting for a bogger spot and then you got four bogger operators waiting in line to maybe yep. get trained on the jumbo and it's yep. just like psychologically it can it can get the better of you and I fully I I fully appreciate how difficult it might be for some people to contain their emotions yeah i think um look, let it flow take Every job
1: has its own experiences. Even as a nipper, you know, the nipper, as nippering, yes, it is pretty hard for him. But at the end of the day, he gets to know the mine. And he gets to know how the mine operates. Gets to know the people. So that part of the job is not a five-minute job. And a lot of them only want to do it for five minutes and then move on to the next one. Yeah. If they, if they thought more about the job... And took that information in, and, and and got some learnings from it. I would think, at the end of their career, there's certainly a better person that pops out the other end yeah. if they take that time to to get an understanding of it. So then we go from uh, nipper, whether we go truck, whether we go um, onto service crew. The next step of that service crew is to make sure that you that understanding of the mind, understand the ventilation because you're fixing it, understand the, the services because you're extending them, you know, understand how much pressure you need, all those things that come with service group. But they don't sort of see, a lot of them don't see that, that, that learnings that they're getting the more time they spend on that job. And so, not to leave them there forever, but, mm. you know, after that two years or so, you're starting to understand that job and you, you get good at it, you know, and move from there. If, like a leading-hand service crew bloke should be able to go down the hole and say, we have to extend services in this heading and that heading and vent in that one and, you know, all those because he has been doing it every day. Every day you go and you listen to the shift boss to say, service crew, stay back after the meeting. We'll talk to you about your job. If I was the leading-hand service crew, i say, don't bother, mate. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Because take that time to learn that job. Mm. And I think... Um, that's where we should be, but have we got the experience in front of that? Because we're moving them on so quickly, possibly not. We don't have those blokes there, so I think um, what I'd like to see is is people to take those roles on and take them more seriously, more take more in on those roles. Yeah. And then say bogger because the bogger driver gets on the bogger next week. He say, Well, I'm ready to, to dig some holes here. Mm. So take time to take the jobs a bit of pride into them understand it understand the mind because once you go from jump operator and then you decided to go shift bossing or into those next of roles you have a full understanding of the mind you understand a mind so when you go to the next mine or a different mind whether it be base metals whether it be gold or whatever it is you've all got that that knowledge already that you understand that mind and how it works yeah you know so i think um let's not rush them take the time, get an understanding of their mind, and, and out the other end you'll get a, a, a better person yep. that understands the mind. Yep. So that's how I see it. Let's, um, let's talk about Crouchy again. <laughs> crouchy, <laughs> about time to get off the jumbo, yeah. share those experiences, get the people on board. And there's a lot of jumbo operators out there that, that should be doing that. Instead of just thinking about that almighty dollar, go and train some people up. You know, get some satisfaction out of the job, so they, so that they, they they have an interest in the job. You know, instead yeah. of um, you know, two dollars across the road extra. See you yeah.
0: later, mate. You know, yeah, and it's uh, it's guys mate. like Crouchy and like the guys that have been. It's those long-serving. Always been with barbenco bloody twenty-five years or something. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, you they're the guys that you want to learn off in terms. It's not how to. It's not how. To get all the tips and tricks for learning the underground jobs, it's uh, learning the attitude and how to conduct yourself so that, that you don't get caught up in that bloody emotional rollercoaster of thinking. Oh, there's better money here. I'm going to go over there because guys like Crouchy, guys that have been with companies, contractors for twenty years, they've rode all the waves. They've yeah, by all means, they've yeah. they've had yeah. the high pays and the low pays, yeah. and they've and they've probably ended they've probably ended up ahead of all these guys that are chopped and changed because if like. Long longevity with a contractor, like you go to a new job, you're you're always first in line because you're a long-serving employee.
1: You are, and look, and those sort of blokes are there out there. Um, there's some bloody top blokes out there digging some holes, and uh, as I said, they should sort of think about if they're if they're not interested, you might as well jump in the bloody uh, bandwagon, and clear off. You know, if you're not interested in helping people, if you're not interested in in the industry only there for that dollar as far as i'm concerned you don't really have my respect for it mm. i think um it's a good job it's 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 got everything going for it so um and i think that we should not so much make those people do it but get them to understand that you know there's other blokes in it just as good as you mate Yeah. and to um give them that <coughs> opportunity just sitting there holding that up, you know?
0: Yep.
1: So <coughs> maybe we, I should be thinking about the same thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, I'm hanging well, what's around. Your ne- I, what's your next step?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my next step is retirement. Yeah, yeah. It's only yeah. a couple of years away, so yeah, yeah. we'll see how I go. But are you, you'd be interested in, um, as you said, like if you do. You said you wanted to go back. If you are going to do a little retirement gig part-time, it would be something like shift bossing or like mentoring. Is that, is that something that interests you? Like It
1: does. It does. I think... Um, the, the actual job of shift bossing, for me, because I'm too old to dig the dirt. It would nearly kill me to be a nipper <laughs> or, um, <laughs> or to get out there and do some work. But uh, I think I do have something to share. And I think that shift bossing, you have that opportunity because you are dealing with everybody
0: all day, you know? Yeah. On a small yeah, I, was, I know a guy from Burn Cup that he retired and came back and he just went shift bossing on a five-man crew. Um same thing. It's just like you're there, you're there as a you a shift boss, but you're there as a mentor, and you've got especially if you've got people under you that'll listen. As you said, because like, you, I'd assume with all your knowledge and everything, you'd have no troubles telling anyone what you know if they wanted to hear it. Yeah, by all means. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would rush straight into it.
1: First up, I think um,
0: get a bit of a judge on them. Yeah, I yeah.
1: think get a bit of a judge on. Them. But <laughs> before I uh, decide, would ever decide to do that. I think I would um, uh, stick at home here for a little bit. I've got plenty of here at home to <laughs> do for a while to, to keep me busy. So, yeah. um, a lot going on here as well. Yeah.
0: So, what about uh, I want to give some advice to from yourself? For, mm-hmm. let, let's say there's, there's people out there that have got these qualities and they're, they're, they're in it for the long game. They've been, say, they're on service crew or charge up for it. They've been. Been there a while. What a, oh, spilled a bit of chicken. Yep. Oh, beautiful. I have got a free bit. <laughs> there, um, you know, got for guys that are in these roles and they're like, they're like, oh, just I really, I really want to get to that next role. I feel I'm, I feel I'm working my ass off. I'm, I'm, i working as hard as I'm doing, doing everything right, and I'm, I'm, the quality's there, and I'm doing a good job. And I want to go see the, I want to go talk to the foreman or the project manager, and I want to hit him up for. The next step, the promotion. You would have seen it so many years, people that have gone come to you in like I guess the right way and the wrong way, how they've asked for it and how they've um how they've like want like approached you to get that promotion and to go to that next step. What's what's your ideal conversation you'd have with someone in terms of how they'd approach you and say that you're gonna be like, yep, I respect the way he's asked me and I'm going to give him a crack or I'm going to give him every opportunity to go to that next step, him or her.
1: I think just what you explained is, is certainly one way to go about it. Um, I think in your work ethic and the way you work and the people who just get in and just do it generally are noticed anyway. Yep. Um, there's a lot of blokes that just, go and do it and we tend to just leave them in those jobs because they are doing a good job they're not saying things they just get on to do it and i think um when they are ready to move i think they should be saying i'm ready to move and then go from there i i think having a, a mind foreman or or a project manager actually deciding you know on your career is probably not the right way to go about it sometimes. I think mm-hmm. um, that bloke who who's really wants to further his career and go about it should show that in the way they work and express that that view that, that they intend to go all the way, you know? Yeah. And um, if you do that, like if, if a young nipper come up to me or a bogger driver and said, I want your job in 10 years' time, that's the bloke I'll be looking at, you know, mm. uh, instead of the bloke saying, I want you to pay me, you know, the extra hundred
0: bucks a shift. Yeah. Because, so because yeah. old mate's on that knee's shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? do, do your ears shut off as soon as someone involves another workmate and says he's on this? Yes, it? I do.
1: Yeah, yeah. I always say to him, I really couldn't give a rat's ass, mate. Yeah. You know, if, if you're doing your job, a two thumbs
0: up, and if you're doing it well... It'll be recognised. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You, you do see it all all so common. But uh, I guess have you have you seen yourself like as you said, it's it's so easy and it's sometimes convenient for the bosses to leave leave these guns in those because 'cause you're like shit he's making the joint run so yeah. easily in that because you do they do such a good job. Have you I guess have you have you acknowledged that at some points and said, no, nope, we've got to we've got to We've got to move this person on because I feel he's, I feel they're getting stuck and where where it's convenient for us to leave them there yes
1: i I do understand, I do that and at such times it becomes so difficult to move that person out you know because it nearly takes two to take his place yeah you know and some blokes out there are doing it all the time and um, I do feel that we're restricting their their career mm because we're, we're selfishly holding them back because they do do a good job yeah and um it is a bit annoying and i've seen it so many times and uh, it is a bit annoying and you think bugger this you know like why don't we just cop it you know mm. take a hit and
0: promote the man you know yeah i suppose you yeah, and it's looking at I suppose even yourself looking at that long game, it's like, well, we're taking a bit of a hit now, but we could actually get a really good bomber yeah, operator you get, or a jumbo something out, out of you pop this, pop out the other end, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Now, what about? Let's just say everyone's the like the everyone chases the jumbo. Anyone that wants wants money essentially <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wants to yeah, get on. Yeah. Wants who's, to get on the jumbo. As the question
1: I asked before, you know, who's here for the money? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. What, um? You can use that one, mate. Right, yeah, you know, I will, I will trust me. I'm bloody claiming everything. Everyone yeah. tells me here. There's mm-hmm. no, we haven't signed anything. What about um? The toughest one, are guys that have been on the bogger for say five or so years, and they they wanting that jumbo spot. But as you said, it's it's so difficult for to train to get to train jumbo operators up without losing production as well. Because it's so, it's such a well, it's, I know it's the hardest thing I've ever learnt. Um. And it's so hard to get people the time on the jumbo without impacting the cycle. Um, what's your advice for bogger operators wanting to get on the jumbo? How to like, look? Honestly, the way I did it, I just did extra days. That was the only way I could get time on it because you, you've still got your own job to do at work, and you can't be like you can't be expected to not bogger heading or not do whatever yeah, other job no. you're doing just because you're going to get trained on the jumbo. What's the What's the best avenue for a bogger op to take to get to try and get time on the jumbo or trying to get working experience is,
1: is is good, but uh, with rosters and fly in fly out, sometimes that's a little bit difficult. Uh, I would say talk to the supervisor, say this is what I want to do, and if the supervisor and and a lot do do it, they promote within that short period of time underground. Yeah, they might say right, oh we'll get. One of the charge up fellows who wants to be a bogger driver, well we had him to bogger heading. Yep. You duck over and give that jumbo operator a hand, you know? Or put the bogger driver a nipper for the day with full intention of him jumping up there
0: and having to pull on those levers. Yeah. And that's the there's another that's all well, this is what I used to do. Yeah, you, you don't come you don't go to the supervisor or the manager with a question, you go with a solution. Yeah, you, know, you don't ask a question; you go with the solution. Yeah. So, yeah, you you plan out in your head something like, yeah, like, like you, you say, just said. How about you? How about you have them do this and I do this, and then because I, I just want to get some time on the levers, yeah. and it won't impact anything. If you rock up with a solution, and usually they've got a hundred other things on their mind, and they're like, "Yeah, that'll do whatever." Yeah. And uh, that's that's with the supervisor because yeah. the supervisor is the fellow that actually runs the shift,
1: yeah. and he's the bloke that can move you around to do that. So. Yeah, I would say jump to your supervisor have a yard to him yeah. and um, tell him your ambitions and then
0: go from there because there's nothing wrong with the ambition that's for sure yeah. and because there's especially if nickel takes off the way the gold price is at the moment where do you there's going to be a lot of jumbos and not enough jumbo operators do you think that's the, the way the industry's going. You can't just keep Yeah, let's not try focus bro.
1: on jump operators. Um, that's, that seems to be the end goal for everyone. I'd like to see more of um, all-rounders. So uh, generally, long-hole drillers is not a bad job. Mm. And the blokes who are, are getting on a little bit older, maybe give them the job on, on long-hole drills. Yeah. You know, sit back and, and drill a few holes. Um, for me, I would go for those young blokes on the jumbos to uh to get those meters whereas the uh long holes for the older blokes
0: to nice and steady dig a few holes you know but i think it has to like to promote all these people you've got to fill it at the bottom as well it all all has to come from grassroots whether it's high school or as you said you got to like it's just getting that flow into the industry because if we're promoting these people to to boggers and charge up and long holes and everything you gotta we've got to be filling you gotta the bring truck them in. drivers keep bringing and service crew as well
1: yeah so so for me entry level um nippers and, and truckies uh just keep bringing them in i yep. think um it certainly won't hurt, hurt the industry yeah and um if you can get them in and if you get the right people by all means let's uh let's bring them in and train <laughs> them up and get them working yeah it's like any job you know like if you if you you know Working at home, working at on the council, you know, working in any business—it's it, you've got to have those people coming through the system. Yep, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you have your your people that are trained up or training, then you have your core group in the middle there that that are actually doing the work, you know.
0: Yep. Yeah. And then you have the the ones out the other end. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Ah, it's a very exciting time in the industry. Oh, you—you've been how many how many downturns and upturns have you been through in your time? Yeah, few. How many serious downturns have you been through? Been through a few. Um,
1: survived most of them. All of them, actually, because yeah. I never got out of it. <laughs> so uh, must be a bit
0: of a survivor. Yeah, yeah. Ah, awesome. Right, we'll have another breather. and uh, Look, we'll look, this will be the going into the final part, Percy. You yeah, don't no, have mate, to, how yeah. long have we been doing we this? Do. We're up to a couple of hours now. I told yeah. you to fly with that, you know, but we're going to get you to... Name your all-star mining crew. I want one thing. I want to get is you yeah, I want to see what nicknames you've been given that you yeah, over the years. That's another question I wanted to know. Righto, well, some it... other people wanted to know that too. So, righto. We'll have a quick breather and we'll be back. Done. right We'll get back to our episode in a minute. But I've got uh, John A. Johnson here from Australian Resources Contracting. John, I wanted to ask you about the air leg uh, services you provide, rising specifically. Now, give us a rundown on what types of rising you do provide. Yeah, no worries, Matt. We can do uh, slot rising for the long aisle stops and also your escapeways. Now, with the escapeways, do you install the ladderways as well? Uh, yes, we do, Matt. That's all part of the service. Yep. And how quick can you mobilise and get to side if people need some escapeways or some slot risers in? Well, Matt, we've got a couple of Lankaroos Utes we can load up and mo- mobilise ASAP whenever required. And what's your, what's your travel range? Your WA specifically? No, not at all, Matt. We've done work in every state in Australia apart from Northern Territory and or in Tasmania,
1: and we've done international work.
0: And so if people want to get in contact with you, Jono, what's your best uh, means for that? Uh, email us the best, Matt, john at au. So easy, mate. Thanks very much for that, Jono. We'll get back to the episode. Right, we're back for the finale. Oh, Percy's getting, buddy, he thinks he thinks this has got no end to it. But right, I'll promise it's coming, mate. <laughs> All right, good on you, mate. Let's, right. let's, let's, let's do it. Right, so now, Nick, now every project manager or foreman over the years, they always get nicknames, whether it's from your peers or from the crew. What have you been given over the years? I reckon you've got a few. I've heard a couple. I just want to see if you say them same before me mate i can tell you i had more more names called at me <laughs>
1: <laughs> that you wouldn't even mention you know, like uh, they say that uh once your name hits the shithouse doors or they're, they're, you're, on, you're on a winner you're doing your job <laughs> yeah um so yeah look uh, there's a few around i suppose uh as you probably realize uh Percy's even a nickname. It's not my real name. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's one for you. There you go. So what's the uh No, I'll leave
0: it go. Let's keep moving. Oh right. There <laughs> so you we, go with But you've even got the like the does your but you even get your email addresses, Percy P and everything yeah. like so the nickname's taken over. Oh. It's assumed as your real name. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Actually I did I heard Cheryl earlier say I think I heard her say your real name, but and I'm like, you say, who's she Dry? talking about? Is there another... <laughs> another is there another... Oh, I was confused. I'm like, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So out of, that, um, out of that nickname, names like Persecutor. Which, yeah, uh, I've heard that one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's uh, a pretty good one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Uh, has it
0: been around a while?
1: Yeah, it has been around a long time. Um, <laughs> I can remember when we went to uh, Tasmania... And uh, McMahon's were in there, or National Wine Management, which is, uh, was bought out by McMahon's. And the uh, two blokes there, uh, when we went in there, they said, if you don't get into these blokes, they'll just overrun you. And uh, to give you an example, I think the, for the first three months we were there, we had uh, a workforce of 125. And we had something like 119 sickies <laughs> in the first three months. So you can get an idea of what, what the what like. Up you know? against, so, yeah. so we went in there with boots and all, and um, made sure we put some things in place to. So if you were generally sick, we don't mind, you know. Yeah. But if you had to just blow a shift and uh, to do it, it wasn't on, you know. Like as working for a contractor, you've got to go to work.
0: Well, yeah, yeah that's what we we're yeah. talking about. So earlier. nicknames. Um, look.
1: I'm not overly concerned what um, what is said and what people say, and what nickname they give you. But uh, we're there to do a job, irrelevant of of what they call you.
0: <laughs> I heard uh, I, I heard one the other day. Now this you mightn't have ever heard this, but it makes a lot of sense. It's not a bad one, or anything. The Riddler, people. The, the they, what? They, they, the Riddler. One the Riddler. Said Percy. Oh, the Riddler. I said, um, what do you mean? They're like, oh, when he, whenever he talks to you, he talks to you in a riddle. It's like you're not – nothing's black and white. It's, it's like he's waiting for you to answer the question, but it's like it's in a riddle. and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's how you talk to Crouchy a bit, I think.
1: It I, is think a Sher- bit.
0: I think Cheryl's laughing in the background, dude. Is that <laughs> does that hit a nerve, does it? <laughs> I, I do that. I do that on
1: purpose. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the reason for it is, it, it is to um, to have a light-hearted conversation with them. Yeah. But I want them to realise that there's some seriousness in it too, to, yeah.
0: to make sure that you do your job. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, although you get after all these years of morning, you you'd just be like, nothing's new to you. Like I've got to have a bit of fun with these people, don't you? I you do. Just, yeah. I do.
1: <laughs> I I, as you probably realise, when I walk out of the room or when I walk into the room, um. You certainly pick things out, you know? Yeah. And um, <laughs> I, I absolutely love the smart ass. The bloke who's, uh, who's supposed to be the kingpin and he's up there big noting
0: himself. And then you single <laughs> him out, you know? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, what? Um, now, now, here's another one. This is a oh, question without notice as well. I reckon I'm on to you because we go into the meeting, we're in the muster room and you don't even know you're in there most of the time because you always sit in a different location and half the time you'll be like, I'll look around and you're over my shoulder and I reckon it's because you like, I'm going to sit in random spots so I can hear everyone dob themselves in without me knowing because they'll be talking between themselves and it'll be so easy to do because you're always in a different spot and I'll be like, shit, he's right there. Is that, a, is that a bit of a tactic or a more just, am I overthinking it? am I'm, yeah, I'm my engi- engineering brain. Yeah, you you do it well, I reckon. You're, You're always in it. a different spot in the room. I do that. I do that on purpose, move around
1: the room. Yep. Um, it's, uh, it's something I do just to make sure that as you move around the room, you do get that different perspective. You hear people talk about it a little bit differently. Yep. Um, but it's also to sit beside different groups. So, you talk to different groups too, as well. So, yeah. when I sit down, I might sit in between the service crew, you know, how he's going and, yep. you know, what's going on and, yep. um, in a that sort of, of thing. Yeah. Yep. And yep. then you might go and sit over next to the Diamond Villas and, you know, why are you blokes late for the meeting? Or, <laughs> you know. And then you might go and sit in the front, you know, just move around, have a bit of a yarn to people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it's more um, to talk to people and,
0: yeah. And, um, Get an understanding see where they're coming from yeah yeah mm. no i think you just do it because you've got the you got the same jacket as everyone else and there's no just like the other you just see that gray hair on the top that's the only thing that uh signifies uh, it usually you don't or oh, it's just a it's very I classic think <laughs> <your brain. laughs> <laughs> well, you come in with your belt on like we all do <laughs> right well that's a good <laughs> that's a good one right the all-star mining crew now this is uh the the thing I like about this, and I, I said it on the way up. I did a bit of a live video on the drive up, saying I was on the way to interview you. But it's good. The the best thing about this All Star mining Crew is a lot of people that might have been retired, and like you know, it's like it's like people that retire from footy. They leave the industry and they they miss it and everything. But when you name. People name their all-star mining crew. It's like it, it tells some people that, like, oh, you haven't been forgotten about. Like, it's like... Oh, a right. lot
1: as, I, as I said before about Mick Thomas as a truckie, and and Mick's still a truckie today. I think, as I mentioned, that service crew, Dogger and um, Monty and Tassie, yep. they, they were pretty good. Nippers, It's uh, that that would be a difficult one. But there's one bloke I remember, I, I worked at you and me and... Uh, We are digging there, and uh, he's still around today. He's a shift boss today. Uh, As a nipper, he he did very well. I don't know if you know him, Jezza Bates. Jezza Bates, no. Anyway, um, Jeremy Bates, his proper name is. Yep. And uh, a good worker, and still today, you know, he he has that passion for the game as a shift boss as well. Yep. But as a nipper, first off, starting off the injury. Um, Another bloke I didn't mind as a nipper starting off too was um, Matty Sinclair. Um Matt today owns and runs uh, Mineside Recycling. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: It's funny the correlation about where they've gone from Nipper. They're yeah. Usually if they're, they're a yeah. good Nipper and they did something pretty well.
1: Yeah, so today Matty Sinclair has done very well for himself and good on him too. So um, who, were they,
0: who were the service crew fellows at Paulson's?
1: Um, Dogger Anderson. He's, I think Dogger's still up with... Um, Is that Bob Anderson, S- Bob Anderson, the John. John, John Anderson, yes, it would have been. Yeah, uh, Monty, he, I think he's still over at Granny's for uh, golf fields. Yep. And um, Tassie, Mark uh, Garrett, he's uh, he's either in Egypt or he may be in India for us.
0: Yep. Hmm. There you go. So what, that that's truck nipper, service crew done. Charge up.
1: Charge up. Oh, let me have a think. I'll, Remember allow, I spoke I'll about,
0: allow you two or so per person. I know, so so many Remember
1: I spoke about D where we uh, we've, we fired 10 headings in that shift? And yep. one, one bloke charged him up and springs to mind was um, Kyle Frogley. Yeah. And uh, Frogs, he's probably still a jumbo operator somewhere around the traps. Yeah. And uh, good bloke too. So uh, let's go Frogs for the, for the charger. Yeah.
0: Nah, Debe- no, we have development got? Bogger. bogger.
1: Development bogger. Development bogger. Jesus this is a hard one because there's a, f- a lot of good blokes around that can do it. I'm trying to think uh, over who would be a good development bogger driver. I'll tell you what, we'll leave that one for a moment. Let's move on to remote bogger. Remote. Remotes. There's one bloke, he, he even works at uh, Agnew at the moment, um, Craig Hugh. Mm-hmm. Pretty good very good just get some does job if there's a problem with it i will let you know but there's a, a mate of his another married fellow called uh, greg fisher and uh, the big fish
0: fish he was at paulson's when i was there yeah kiwi fella. yeah yeah
1: very good yeah you know quiet just got undone the job yeah so if remote boggers we'll go there uh long hole drillers it's only like a masonry met too for the long hole um Warren McDougall, he's now over work for ACM. Yeah, he was he was foreman there and yeah, he went yeah. back to the back to the drill, yeah. Um, I think as long as jumbos, love lo-
0: loves long old, just yeah. hates jumbos.
1: <laughs> but not only that, he was one of those blokes that was was starting to share his experience. Yep. He he he, he was ready for that, you know? Well so, he's going
0: back as a long old trainer for West Gold, too.
1: And I think he does a good job there too. Yeah. Yeah. So greater, there was a bloke we had at Mount Lyon. Can't even think of his name. But he um, was one of those blokes that could rip through the whole mine in half a shift, you know, make it up to standard, and then he would concentrate in little bits and area around the mine yep. as he goes through it. leg miners, eh? What a mob of people. What a group. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll allow you four or five here because well, yeah. there's uh, so, many, so many you would have worked with.
1: There's a bloke I used to work with... Um, and his name was Stanko.
0: Yep. Anyway. He's um, a legend of the game, isn't he? Yeah.
1: And I, I, I've worked with him a couple of times, and uh, he was pretty good. Very still, good.
0: Still going, too. Yeah. Yep.
1: Hands like claws, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> but no, good bloke. Um, you, you certainly put him right up top there, you know. Yep. There's a few blokes in Campbell that uh, were, were very good, too. But he was there at the same time as I was, too, as well. Yeah. So, uh, let, let's put him there
0: don't forget about the development bogger operator no, I'll come back to that order. I'll come back to that one
1: <laughs> engineers there's a couple of good engineers around um, let's say when I worked at Mount Lyle there's two there and um, both those fellows now are project managers for Barmenco too um, Reese Harvey he's over in Egypt he was pretty good yep. and of course Marty limbert
0: um, he's from UNSW. Marty. Yeah, yeah yeah so
1: both those fellas, um, good to work with. You just make me laugh about them. I'd walk in the office to uh, ask a question or to get something done, and you could nearly guarantee they'd have it done to hand on to you. Yep. And then a little bit extra. Yep. So good on them, two good blokes. Yep. Uh, shift bosses.
0: Oh, you missed the jumbo.
1: Oh, I missed the jumbo. Geez, I wonder why I did that.
0: Oh, don't worry, I'll, <laughs> let, you, I'll let you keep going. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, jumbos, jumbos. Look, there's some bloody good jumbo voters around. Um, I suppose there's two types that I'm, I'm thinking of. The bloke who was quick and uh, dig some holes. And one bloke springs to mind is a bloke named Dave Perks. Perks, he could certainly dig a hole. There's no doubt about that. Still today, he can certainly dig a hole. Which way and direction it goes <laughs> is, is questionable. but uh, <laughs> But as digging holes... Right up there, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, another fellow called uh, Bernie Nickipage. Yeah, yeah, you
0: hear about him a bit. Yeah. And um, just a hard worker up there. I yeah. He's. No uh, one works harder than him. And
1: um, uh, but Bernie definitely straight holes, you know. Yeah. So uh, both those two blokes. How's that sound?
0: That sounds good, mate.
1: But,
0: um, you didn't um, know what about Warwick Crouch? He's not getting a mention for you in no, some capacity. No. Crouchy, crouchy, get <laughs> off it. Don't help show someone else. <laughs> Righto, um,
1: let's go shift boss. Difficult, this one, because uh, I said um, I didn't do it that long. I only done it for seven months myself. Dealt with a lot of shift bosses over the years. Um, and because the job's so difficult and so varied in different minds in in the size of the mind too, you know, it's hard to judge who would be a good shift boss. But, look, the job itself is difficult enough. Mm. And just about all the blokes to do it, I think, deserve a pat on the back. So it's it's, yep. it's too hard for me to to specifically name because of the nature of the job.
0: Yep, no, not fully understood. Yeah,
1: and and much same with the mine foremen too. Yeah. It, it's a it's a difficult job to to do, and um, it, it's hard. You know, let's 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 name one bloke. There's, there's two blokes. When I worked at Renison, and there was uh, Chester and Adam Jenkins as mine there, The nature of the mind, the way the job was, had to be on the ball all the time, you know. And those two blokes, they, they were certainly on ball with it, you know. So good on them. Yeah. But overall, there's some bloody good mind formers around. Um, even today, take uh, young Curry, Daniel Kerr. Yeah. Moved into the role uh, on his pathway through. His career is on the move. But to take it on, he's got that that sense of urgency. He's got that that ambition. He's got all those... Those trades that will certainly stand him in good stead later on, you know. And good on him. Wants a bat on the
0: back. Yep. So, that, oh, he's going to love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to tell him. He listens to it. He listens to this on his um, commute from uh, Brisbane to Perth for. Uh, Does he to come over to work? So He's, yeah. gonna, he's probably going to pass out in the bloody. Uh, pass out in the middle of the yeah. plane out of excitement. Once anyway, Kerry, <laughs> keep up the good work. Uh,
1: project managers. Oh, this is, this is a difficult one. But let's go. So with, these could
0: be ones you worked under yourself as yes, well. Yes,
1: so. Let's go with a bloke like Bluey LeBrun. I can remember we went to uh, Walluna and, uh, as foreman and is the boss. So first thing he does, he drags me in the office and says, Percy, we don't sack them here. We'll train them. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, Bluey, but what if they play up too much? He said, we'll train him on that too. <laughs> so give give an example. I can remember going out one day, and as I flew back in, there's about six blokes getting on the plane, and I'm thinking, what are you blokes doing here? Uh, Bluey sacked us. <laughs> <laughs> so what of happened to his theory? Yeah, so I get to work, and I said, what, what's going on, Bluey? What are you, having a bit of fun while I'm out? Anyway, he, he said, uh, no, no, they played up and went there, but... Um, Bluey's good. I like Bluey. He's got a lot of knowledge there, and I'm glad he's still in the industry to to pass that on.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: So, uh, there you go. Bluey's the man.
0: Righto. Have you thought of your development bogger yet?
1: Oh, no. No, I haven't. Let me go on to the underground managers. Oh, yeah. I'll miss one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Difficult one, this one, because um, being a contractor, and contractors through and through, I found that most underground managers are um, are there just to fill that gap to to move on to for something else. Um, they don't seem to be most mining engineers are not just content to be an underground manager. So I feel that that's just the the, the time to move on. Once they get the underground manager, they they, they think it's time that they really shop forward, You know. Yep. So um, probably let's go back to Western Mining days. There were some good ones there. And, and to give you an idea, when I worked at Foster, we had a fellow named Billy Blake, who was part Not of Burncut. Burn, Burncut, yeah. Um, uh, also another bloke named Greg Fraser, he was there. So those sort of blokes to me were the, the underground managers. You know, um, even uh,
0: Peter Bartlett, you know, when he was going there. See, I only learnt the other week that Peter Bartlett was a mining engineer. Oh, I never knew it. Just all oh, the, you right. just assume he was just a business owner, but he was a His wi engineer, school moans yeah. as well. And he was yeah.
1: he was there, and um, another fellow Neil, Neil Warburton. Yep, and the, all good yeah, blokes. He's
0: head of uh, Independence Group now. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So um, all those blokes when they did their jobs, they were interested in as the underground manager. You know. Yep. Whereas I find today that it's, it just seems to be that stepping stone for him.
0: Yep, yep. Sorry, I think Neil Walden, is executive director. Yeah, he, so yeah he good bloke too. Of, he was head of Bar Minko, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Was good those. bloke yeah. too, Neil. Yep. I
1: don't mind him. Yep. Uh Back to the bogger. Back to the vogger. I just can't think of one that springs out to mind.
0: What yeah. about, well, I'm thinking Bar Minko. I know one that was at Paulson's was starry. Yeah, yeah. He was all right. Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was bloody uh, yeah, God, he was immaculate some of the work he yeah. he did there. Or I the thought, I think he's still on it with them. He's driving Sandviks now. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> look, a lot of there's a lot of bogger drivers around, you know, and they
1: and they get stuck in the boggers and they stay there and they they come pretty good at it. Mm. And um, there's a standard that, that that's been set for bogger drivers, and it's it's rare that you sort of get. They get over that because it's a bit like the underground managers for engineers. That's just the next the next step is for them to be, you know, those mining managers or consultants or whatever they want to be. Yep. The bogger drivers, when they get stuck there, they just seem to do that that job.
0: Yep. Right, on, mate. Too easy. Oh, mate, you've done fantastic. Thanks. and uh, Look, thanks for having me in your home and thanks for no the tour of the farm and yeah. thanks thanks for the nibbly platter, Sharon, She's been keenly observant in the background. Oh, I, think, I, think, she's a very, like a, I think she's a very proud wife. Very <laughs> lucky. So, no, nah, thanks very much, mate. And uh, I yeah, look forward to the positive feedback we'll get from the community. Everyone will be coming to work for Bar Minko at Agnew now. Let's after you, hope so. after- <laughs> Good on you, mate. Cheers, Percy there we go part two done and dusted and thanks to australian resources contracting and john o johnson for supporting life of mine any air leg and needs you've got contact john o at uh john at osrescon.com.au well my interview with percy porter what a privilege that was just an amazing time i had up at his place and uh his wife Cheryl is just absolutely lovely and thank you very much for having me it was just a, it's a fortunate thing that I get to do this that I, I I get to spend time with people like this and you just walk out of their place feeling so good about life so it was an awesome interview with Percy and I hope everyone learned a lot I certainly did and uh, delved into the, the man that's uh, conducted 40 years of successful mining so thanks again Percy and uh, I hope everyone enjoyed that And uh, stay tuned for plenty more mining legends coming up in life of mine. Oh, there you go, the daughter's hungry. As you can hear, I'm off. Catches.